What's up, everybody? My name is Sid, and I've teamed up with the big homie Reg to bring y'all something new, something we like to call Beyond the Scoreboard. Y'all be sure to review, rate, and subscribe. Let's get to it. Making these hits. Hey, making these flips. Welcome back to Beyond the Scoreboard, where every 25-point lead is safe. As always, I'm Sid. What's going on, Reg? Sid, what it do, bro? Playoff ready. Playoff ready, man. We already a weekend. Um, the games last week, I know we didn't talk about beforehand how we saw them going. Um, the results ended up going the way I thought they were outside of that uh, Dallas-San Francisco matchup. Um Man, the Saints season, just want to hit on that real quick because it's over with. We got plenty of time to dive into what the offseason is going to look like uh, with our squad. I know um, Jeff Ireland ended up getting the interview for a GM job in Chicago. Um, Mm -hmm. And Dennis Allen is up next in Chicago to interview for that head coaching job. So hopefully (laughs) we're able to hold on to both of those guys and they get passed on. Uh, once again, but man, if they do move on, they absolutely deserve it. Um, absolutely. So let's start. Let's start with Wild Card Weekend. Well, first, I just let's be transparent about this. At the beginning of the season, I took the Buffalo Bills against the Los Angeles Rams as my playoff team. I mean, mm-hmm. as my Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. Going into Wild Card Weekend, I switched them. I switched them completely. I usually don't do this. Um, I got Tennessee versus the Green Bay Packers in my Super Bowl. Wow. Um, the fact that these two teams are becoming the healthiest right now made me uh, made me switch, honestly. I, I can't see, uh, especially what they're getting. It's not that they're getting healthy. It's who they're getting back when you look at Darius Smith and Whitney Merciless and Bakhtari, uh, Derrick Henry, guys mm-hmm. like that, man. Those type of guys make all the difference in the world. True. Uh, so I ended up switching my picks to to Green Bay versus the Tennessee Titans. Gotcha. I will um, say uh, I saw your picks, your playoff wild card picks, and I yeah. agree with every pick you had, even you saying that, you know, you picking the Cowboys with a San Francisco win, you wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. 100%, 100%. how I felt about it. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Um, so let's start with the Raiders and the Bengals. Uh, one of the rare games from last week that ended up seeming closer than what it really was, honestly. It ended up being a touchdown game. It didn't feel mm-hmm. like a touchdown game yeah, throughout yeah. it. Um, what were your thoughts on that matchup? You know me, man, with the Raiders. I always just want them to play aggressive, right? And yeah. we saw that. They they tried to play smash-mouth football. They ran the ball very effectively this game. And um, what I didn't like about it is they they got away from the from the running game. I felt like they were running the ball effective, but for whatever reason, they decided to put the ball in Derek Carr's hand more uh, as the game went on. I'm not sure if they saw something that they liked uh, from their Bengals uh, defense. The the Bengals played a whole lot of uh, zone coverage on defense, and I'm not sure if, if that did it for them or not. Um, Joe Burrow played a pretty clean game. Uh, the biggest thing for me was Cincinnati was able to protect him so much. Yeah, I did not see that coming. I definitely thought the Raiders would get to him at least two or three times and had a, and have a whole bunch of uh, hurries on the day. But that wasn't the case. And to me, that was the difference of the game. Uh, one team was able to get pressure and the, and the other team was not. Uh, and then, you know, the Raiders have dealt with some crazy stuff this, this past season. So for them to even make it yeah. to the playoffs, hats off to them. 
Um, they fought tough. Um, I disagree with not continuing to run the ball and staying you down, but I, I just disagree with giving up on the run. Not a fan of Derek Carr having to throw the ball. I believe it was like 50, 54 times. Um, and, and even at the end, uh, he met, uh, Derek Carr missed um, Darren Wall on third and goal. Uh, he ran a curl. He wasn't open. Well, then the play broke down and he, he drifted to the right. He caught, easily could have caught the ball and would have been stopped yeah. maybe at the two or three yard line, you know, for fourth and goal. And then on fourth down, Cincinnati shows zone defense. And you don't find a way to give Darren Waller, who's six foot nine foot twelve, opportunity <laughs> to come down with the football. Yeah, I just disagree with that fourth down call. Uh, I didn't like it, but uh, hats off to to Cincy. Jamal Chase had a great game. Uh, I think I told you about uh, Desmond Trufant being matched up with him. That just blew <laughs> my mind like wide open. They might as well call me and 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 gave me a shot to go. <laughs> but you know, hats off. It was a, a exciting game. And I'm 100 percent there with you when it comes to uh, Vegas was able to run the ball um, successfully, but they got, like you said, they got away from it. Josh Jacobs finished the game with only 13 carries. Yeah. Off of the 13 carries, he had 83 yards. Exactly. Um, and like you say, Derek Carr ended up throwing the football 54 times. It was 54. Uh, yeah. So if you can, you were moving the football pretty decently on the ground. If you take away some of those throws off of Derek Carr arm and and put some more on the back of Josh Jacobs, especially once again in a game that was closer yeah. than what it really seemed, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was a, it was a close game. The outcome, yeah, who knew what the outcome would be? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and what's the coach's name? Versace. Uh, I don't. I don't think he gets to retain uh, this head coaching title. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, like I say, some of the decisions, like you say. Um, they weren't the best when it comes to how they played the game, and that's probably going to cost him. But like you said, the Raiders, man, it's amazing that they even got to this point of the season yeah. uh, after all that they've been through, mo- mostly off of the field, but uh, some stuff on the field as well. Crazy how, to me, that, that game really kind of came down to a turnover. You know, Cincinnati was able to, to cause a turnover, and the Raiders was not. Yeah. And, I mean, ultimately, that really could have been, you know what I'm saying, a significant reason why yeah. this game was played that way as well. 100%. Um, the second game that we had on Saturday was the Patriots versus the Bills. The Bills put a, a beating on the Patriots. Uh, <laughs> 47-17. Um Josh Allen had an amazing game, oh, threw for over 300 yards, threw for five touchdowns. Dawson Knox looked like a brand-new person. Uh, he had five catches for 89 <laughs> yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was a game that when Buffalo jumped out 14-0, I said it was over. We talked yeah. about the Patriots yeah. all season long and how their <laughs> offense wasn't one to be able to uh, walk a team down or keep up in a shootout. So once they went down 14 nothing, um, that was that was it for them. Uh Micah Hyde intercepting them uh in the in the end zone on their um first possession that would have tied it up seven seven. Uh, that changed that changed everything. If Mac, jo- Mac Jones put the ball in a perfect place, Michael Jones just went up on, there man. and got it. Um and if that ended up if Nelson Aguilar was more aggressive on the ball, uh maybe that seven seven Patriots, you know, Bills instead of uh, it going back the other way 
Uh, once they gave up 14 points, there wasn't no coming back for that offense. Yeah. And that was that was the simplest. And also the defense. Uh, I can't let them off the hook either. That defense didn't play worth anything. Man. We're talking about the top five defense all season long, every year, damn near. Mm-hmm. But this season for sure, they were top five, and they couldn't stop anything that Buffalo was throwing at them. So uh, anybody who know me knows I'm a, a huge fan of Josh Allen by this point. Like, he's a quarterback that I feel like, um, he, he plays down at times, but I feel like he have all the tools to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL year after year. Uh, and the Patriots always use the Patriots as a measuring stick for him because they, like you said, always wanted the better defenses. They definitely, you know, we know Belichick is going to take away the, the thing you do best, which is digs. They wasn't able to, well, they were able to, to contain him. Uh, Allen was only threw the ball 25 times and walked away with five touchdowns. That, that was yeah. me. Uh, um, but the defense, you touched on on the Patriots' defense. It was a disaster. They could not stop nothing, absolutely nothing. nothing. The run, the pass, uh, they tried to uh, not rush up the field on Josh Allen and give him time, and he made them pay. When they did cheat and go inside with the ends, he got on the outside and just ran it. He looked fantastic. He looked comfortable. He was in rhythm. He got everybody involved. I mean, he just could not miss, man. And uh, the Bills defense played great. Um, If you won't say, you know, they gave up seven, they gave up four, whatever the case was, they still made plays, and that's what counts. Um, They had, I believe, three sacks and two interceptions. It's pretty good. I'll take that any day of the week, especially when you're playing against an offense that can't score. And, you know, we had a conversation about the Patriots offense a couple weeks ago when I was saying they just really didn't improve. Like, I understand that they have players, like they have better players, but as a whole, you went, you, you got players, but you didn't go get that guy. So you may have brought in two or three better weapons than you had last year, but that's not saying much because you were just that bad last year. And um, the Bills just really locked them down. If the Patriots had somewhere to go with the ball, maybe different results, but – I really do think the Bills have their number, and they're going to have their number uh, for games to come. Honestly, if the Patriots were able to run the football, like I didn't go into this game expecting the Patriots to be able to throw the football all over the place because mm-hmm. that's not what they've been able to do. But Damian right. Harris has really been able to be a solid uh, run option for them, moving the chains, uh, being able to uh, allow them to have longer possessions, and Buffalo wasn't given on that end. Um I um, what was I about to say? Damn. Oh, and and, of, and like we was talking about New England's defense, Buffalo scored on seven straight possessions, and Nothing it would have been eight if they that. didn't have to if they didn't have to kneel it out at the end of the game, <laughs> or if they didn't decide to kneel it out at the end of the game, it would have yeah. been eight. That you don't see when it comes to a Patriots Bill Belichick's defense. Yeah, and you know, you spoke about the run, and I co- I completely agree with you. If they can, if they could could have ran the ball better different ball game but was another way to run the ball by having a better weapon on the outside to make teams respect to loosen up this run game a little bit so once again at some point new england is going to have to invest in a real go-getter at the receiver position they they're going to have to do it in order to get back to winning the way that they were winning in years uh in years ago um i just don't think that that this the roster to do it uh, I just don't – I have no faith in, in a depth chart. 
Um, I and I think they will get that guy. Once again, these past two seasons have been rocking for them losing Tom Brady, you rolling with Cam Newton, and then you go into last season with Cam Newton or Mac Jones and Ain't no big-time receiver signing up for that, not knowing what Mac Jones is going to be. I think teams can – players cannot look at Mac Jones and say, oh, okay, I can do something with that guy. And see, um, I don't think so. I had a similar conversation with someone else, and I don't think he achieved that this year. I mean, he probably averaged a buck seventy-five. Now, he's accurate with the football, so that's a they, plus. They also protected him uh, a lot throughout the beginning of the season. Um, if, if things had gone the way that they were going at the beginning of the season, he would have averaged 100. Just because that's how protective they were of him in the beginning because they knew what they were getting from their defense. They knew what they were getting from their run game. They didn't have to throw him out there like that. They definitely opened up the playbook for him more throughout the season and as he got more comfortable with some of those guys that he has out there. Gotcha. Um, So the first game on Sunday's slate was the Eagles and the Bucks, uh, which this game definitely went just about as I figured it would. Uh, Bucks ended up winning 31 to 15. I want to say they were up 20, uh, what were they up? 28 0 at one point, Something I want to like say. That. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the Eagles scoring, I think all this scoring came in the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Tom Brady looked great. Uh, Mike Evans looked great. Um, they did. Uh, Lose Trish and Wirfs in that game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's going to hurt them going <laughs> forward. But um, if there was any game that I was most confident in, um, 100%. well, actually, this one would have been second to Kansas City-Pittsburgh. Uh, I didn't I didn't think Pittsburgh was going to have any chance against Kansas City. Um, but this would have been the second one I would have been most confident in, taking Tampa Bay over Philly. Um, what, if anything, did you take from that game? Um, so first, this was the game that I had going like this. I, I, and in no way Pittsburgh is beating KC, but I even had Pittsburgh odds beating Kansas City better than what the Eagles had beating uh, Tampa Bay. Um, yeah. It wasn't much to take away from this game. They just rolled. But I will say this. Tampa showed that they were vulnerable inside from the guards and centers. They showed that they, they were vulnerable. Uh, so moving forward, if 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 uh, Tristan Wirfs is lost for the remainder of these uh, these playoffs, it's it's very slim chances that uh, Tampa Bay can can go forward. Um, the Eagles they kind of just came out flat as if they were just playing another season game, and that's the only thing that I didn't like about it. Like you do have yeah. speed at the receiver position. Let, let's try to do some of that. Let, let, let's try to the, the run Jalen Hurts a little bit more. Let's try to get him outside the pocket a little bit more. I thought that we would at least see some type of creativity from the offensive side of the ball. They yeah. just came out like it was another season game. Like, they came out as if they didn't know who Via Vea was. Uh, and they were like, yeah, we're going <laughs> to continue to try to run this ball up the middle and do the things that, you know, got us here. And that – Almost cussed. I think I only cussed one time on the show since we've been shooting. That stuff just didn't work against that group, you know, that defense. So uh, shout out to Philly. Uh, I honestly um, thought that if they did make the playoffs, it was it would be because they won their division somehow. But, you know, hats off to them for making the playoffs. But I just wish that they would have uh, schemed a little bit better offensively. And that's 100% what it is for Philadelphia. They made it to the playoffs, and the success that they have had this season and last season has been based off of their running game. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and when you go up against a team like Tampa Bay, who's not going to budge in that manner, then what else do you have? Yeah. Um, Devontae Smith has been decent his rookie year. Um, mm-hmm. The coach came out and talked about his disappointment in Jalen Rieger. Uh, now that it's his third season, he said at this point, we expect to see not way more coach, from the him. World. The world. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the world is going to come before a coach comes down to speak yeah. about it. So for the coach yeah. to come out and speak about it, that's telling too. Yeah. Um, so when Goddard is by far your best weapon on offense yeah. outside of your run game, um, you know, that's easy to key in on. Right. So, um, like I said, the Eagles ran their way to the playoffs into a matchup with a team that wasn't about to let them run against them. And yeah. that's <laughs> that's exactly, you know, how they season ended. Um, second game on Sunday, San Francisco, Dallas Cowboys. That was a weird game. It was it was <laughs> definitely it was definitely a weird game from start to finish. Uh, San Francisco pulled it out twenty three to seventeen. Um, God, this is one of those games where there's so many places where you can point to blame for the you know the loss here and none of it is on the referee at the end of the game like I don't even want to entertain yeah, that conversation yeah. with anybody um Dak didn't perform as needed you know <laughs> he didn't perform as needed and the run game couldn't get any traction against San Francisco um not Zeke not Pollard um man San Francisco did such a good job on a Mark Cooper, C.D. Lamb, uh, which was honestly shocking to me that they were able to to really uh, put a cap on both of those guys. Um, Jimmy G, man, we 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 said all the time. Jimmy G threw the ball twenty five times for one hundred and seventy two yards, one interception, didn't even throw a touchdown. Um, that's what you want if you're the Cowboys. You say, man, if we we holding Jimmy G to one hundred and seventy two yards, no touchdowns, he threw a pick. Um, Elijah Mitchell didn't get to a hundred yards rushing. Um, that's, that's, Hey, we win in this game. That's yeah. what you think in Dallas. That's mm-hmm. a 35, 21 victory. Yep. But somehow they managed to keep getting in their own way throughout this whole game. Yep. Um, and the opportunities that they did get ended up, uh, not being real opportunities. Like when, uh, George Kittle dropped the football and then fumbled mm-hmm. it, but the, mm-hmm. you know, that would have been that would have turned the world around if he would have yep. caught that and, and fumbled it. But once again, if Dallas is all season long, if Dallas's defense wasn't creating turnovers and giving uh, the offense back the ball in great situations, that offense could come out and seem stale at times. And this is one of those games. And you nailed it. You said you know they were they were able to shut down Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb, but just taking a step further, they shut down that whole Dallas Cowboys uh, team. And I'm talking about from the offensive line and running backs included. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at, you know, the numbers that I have uh, from this game. And I want to say um, Zeke and Tony Pollard, I think they combined for 16 attempts, 45 yards. That's not going to get nothing. it done, Sid. <laughs> That's, That's nothing, not gonna get basically. It done. <laughs> and Jimmy G interception was so uh, unneeded. It wasn't forced mm-hmm. or anything. That was just Jimmy G being Jimmy G. Um, I always say every time you talk to a true San Francisco fan, they like, bro, we know he's going to turn the ball over. At least one. Yeah. We just want him to do it in the beginning of the game so we can still get back in the game and win the game. 
it was completely unforced. So it's not like you can even say, well, good job, Dallas defense. Y'all, you know, yeah. got sure did something <laughs> out of the ordinary. And then if you look at San Francisco, their defense played great. How did they shut yep. down Amari Cooper? How did they shut down CeeDee Lamb? By taking Dak out of the game. Same old game plan. Load the box. Be physical. Get them away from the run. Now we can focus on Dak. We send in bodies at him. Uh, Dak was sacked five times in that game. Was pressured and, and pushed out the pocket all day long. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a disastrous day for that Dallas Cowboys offense, which is led by um, by the passing attack. Nothing from the yeah. run game, nothing from defense. They fell flat. Yeah, 100%. I mean, in a sense, they really just beat themselves. Because once again, when we look at it, we say, we look at those San Francisco offensive stats and we say, oh, Dallas should have won this by 14. Um, so that was that was really them beating themselves. Like hats off to San Francisco for doing what was needed of them, uh, especially Jimmy G going out there playing hurt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that game it it was it was weird all the way around. Yeah. And now you find Dallas in a position to where we know how Jerry Jones is. We know how impatient he can be. Uh, <laughs> so you know, and them being in a position where they can lose. Their yeah. offensive coordinator and offensive coordinator mm-hmm. and a defensive coordinator mm-hmm. seem like Dan Quinn has the Denver job locked up. Um, yeah. So he's most likely for sure going to be gone. Um, and then if you lose Kellen Moore too, you're taking a, a big step back uh, going and, forward. So and I'll say this too: that San Francisco defense have been playing much better as the season has uh, has been coming to an yeah. end. They're starting to gel defensively, and you know they they're starting to click and find ways to get pressure. So. If they could continue running the ball, Debo Samuel, Samuel, I'm sorry, had 72 yards rushing for a touchdown. And you spoke about uh, Eli Mitchell falling short. Just just short. uh, I'm sorry, Eli Mitchell falling just short of uh, 100 yards rushing. Um, So Sunday Night Football ended up being the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I had no hope for Pittsburgh getting this game. Pittsburgh Pittsburgh snuck their way into the playoffs. (laughs) <laughs> um, Big Ben's last game should have been last week. They should have let him go on out like that. Um, last two years ago, Big Big Ben came out and threw the football forty-four times for two hundred and fifteen yards. You can take that and you can say, "Oh, I know for sure they lost." You ain't even got to tell me nothing else. For one, Big Ben throwing forty-four times—that's You ain't got to give it a yard, and he threw the football forty-four <laughs> times. Hey man, that man was running, double pumping. And throwing dirt balls, man. I'm talking about, like whether the ball slipping out his hands or he was doing it on. I don't know what was going on, but he looked 57 years old. Uh, oh, Sunday, it, it really looked rough for Big Ben. Mahomes, he went out there, had a great game, 30 of 39, 400 yards, five touchdowns. Easy, easy work. <laughs> easy work. Uh, Kelsey had five for 108 and a touchdown himself. Um, the offense we expect to see from Kansas City, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, we talk about another game that got out of hand. Uh, the first quarter, first quarter looked promising. You're like, oh, we got a, we oh, got a zero zero game coming out yep. of the first quarter. This it's might, tricky. this might be something. I, I got scared. I'm like, man, I'm gonna be pissed off if if Big Ben win this game because now we're looking at him riding off into the sunset. I don't need that. <laughs> um, 
But Kansas City got it together, and they, they just pulled off on them. Pittsburgh uh, defense has been solid all year, but we know what that offense is. We know that offensive line is horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, Najee Harris has, I, I said it a couple weeks ago when we was on here, that man has earned every single yard he's gained <laughs> on the ground this season. He's earned it. He getting hit in the backfield two, three yards back and turning it really? into five-yard gains. So um, there wasn't too much to expect from – um, the Steelers offense that game, even with uh, Juju being back on the field, uh, I don't know exactly, you know, what all you could have taken from that game, uh, what you got. Uh, I would say <laughs> I walked into this game the same way I felt about the Tampa Philly game. That game was so boring to me. I'm sorry. That that was a boring <laughs> game. And I really felt like this was going to be the same. And like you said, first quarter, you like, whoa, zero, zero. Yeah, yeah. It's getting interesting. Then Pittsburgh gets uh, a fumble and turns it into a touchdown. And you like, whoa, we got a game. And then exactly. right before exactly. half, you and a, a dog on prevent defense and you allow Travis Kelsey to run a, a, a crossing route and go in for a touchdown. Yeah. All game. And Pat, my 21-7, Pat Mahomes get the ball back. At halftime, yeah. no way KC going to beat Pittsburgh. Uh, I will say it, it's good to see Travis Kelsey get back uh, rolling. He's been quiet uh, quite a bit this year, uh, and it, it is good to see him kind of put up those numbers. I'm happy KC is rolling on offense because come playoffs, this is what, you know, this is what we stay up to watch. This is what fans pay money for. Um, you don't want to see a situation where a guy is hurt or his team is in the slump. They're firing on all cylinders offensively and defensively, so – um, should be good games to come from Kansas City. Um, so the first Monday night football playoff game uh, ended up being the Los Angeles Rams uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. And this was the game that I uh, I want to say this was the one that I was least confident in just because we talk about it every week on here, how unpredictable that Cardinals offense has been um, and how unpredictable that Rams offense can be. Mm-hmm. Um I took the Rams in this game, uh, trusting that Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, man, those guys were going to be able to to figure it out. And because from Arizona, we haven't seen anything for a long time now. It mm. went a few weeks, and we were like, okay, they they're missing some guys. You know, they filling it out, and then they never got back to what yep. they were a game through the regular season. Um, this game went how it should have gone, in my opinion. Um, Arizona getting J.J. Watt back, yeah, that's a great story, how he was able to, you know, to to come back at that point. But still missing DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Kyler Murray, you know I've never been the biggest Kyler Murray fan, and it's, it's getting worse now. Now we now it's getting worse because I just, I just don't believe in the guy as a, a franchise quarterback. Um, he He gets hit a lot, and he gets hit a lot early. Uh, if you can get if you can get some hits on him early, it affects him the rest of the game, and, and you put yourself in position to be able to um, be successful on defense against that team, especially if you also uh, preventing James Conner and Chase Edmonds from from having their way, um, and that's that's what the Rams are able to do. Um, and Stafford didn't turn the ball over, which is really mm-hmm. what it comes down to from the Rams. If the Rams were going to lose this football game, it was going to be because Stafford ended up turning the ball over twice. Yeah. Um, they were able to hold on to the football. He was able to seem to uh, – he seemed to be getting in more rhythm with Odell Beckham. 
uh, at this point. So that's <laughs> that's great for that team. Uh, but yeah, man, this Cardinals team is nothing like what it was eight weeks through the regular season. And I didn't expect them to be able to get back to that here uh, in Wild Card Weekend. I have so many takes from this game. (laughs) So many takes from this game. So I'll start by saying Kyler Murray is definitely a franchise quarterback to me. Like, there's no questions, no doubts whatsoever. All right. So we've talked so much about secondary players for these great high-powered offenses. Uh, If you look at the Rams, right? Sure, they were they were able to, to keep Stafford up and protect Stafford and allow him to throw the ball only 20 times or so, and mm-hmm. he had a perfect game. But just like Kansas City have uh, Derek McKinnon that came out of nowhere, and he's rushing for 50, 60 yards and receiving for 50 and 60 yards to help lighten the load for the Kelseys and the Tyree Kills and all these guys, right? Kyler Murray needs the same. That has been the biggest fall off of Arizona to me is the fact that their running backs, is, you know, after James Conner got hurt and came back, they have just been inconsistent. Then to counter that, we also you also lose D-Hop. I told you coming into this game, this is a game that they're going to need D-Hop. You tell me, well, Jalen Ramsey's going to take him away. Cool. At least we know where Jalen Ramsey's going to be at. At least we know there's man coverage somewhere on the field. Man coverage, let everybody rush in like Kyler Murray do. He wait for him to turn turn a back. He going upfield running the football. It was none of that. It was none of the Rams said, hey, bro, you don't have nowhere to go with the football. We stand in his own coverage. We're going to let them dogs come get you. Do what you do, uh, K1. If you try to run, run. What you going to do, pick up five? We'll live. You have nowhere to go with the ball. I believe Christian Kirk, you know, they took a lot of blame. Uh, Christian Kirk, uh, guys like that, A.J. Green. These are guys that you can't expect to win a ball game for you. However, these are guys that are, that are good enough to take pressure off of um, D-Hop. And I just feel like the Rams are healthy. Um, this is the reason that they brought Von Bell into town. Uh, we know what 99 does every single Sunday. Um, you got Cam Akers back. Uh, Cam Akers and Sony Michelle ran the ball 30 times for 103 yards. I mean, Arizona laid an egg defensively. They all banged up offensively. And if you tell me that this is how the game should go, I agree because D-Hop not on the field. Everybody's banged up, whatever. But I definitely think Arizona will continue to see brighter days. Yeah. And like I say, we've always disagreed on the Kyler Murray thing and, and, you know, how, how things are going now. It's it's getting worse for me, and they get they. I ain't seeing him no not in any better light at this point. Um, so it's definitely interesting uh, that you still feel that way uh, about oh, him. Yeah, definitely, I would take him to be my quarterback, and I mean with no hesitation, and, and be great about it. Yeah, yeah. So we definitely sit on opposite sides of that one, which is always fun. We'll definitely have some conversations about that going forward. Um. So now we're looking at division around. We got we got uh <laughs> we got some good matchups this weekend. This this weekend, every matchup should be a good one. I know how the NFL works. One of them gonna end up being a blowout. <laughs> uh, ain't no telling which one is gonna be. If I had to put my money on it, I'd say Green Bay 49ers. Uh, but I wanna see um I wanna see how how well you know we agree on these things. So tomorrow's first game, Bengals Titans. 
Um, Derrick Henry's back. He's going to be the starting running back. He's getting 100% of his reps. They say he's healthier now than what he would be if he played two months, if he played the last two months, which we already know that's the case. Um, Tennessee 100% has performed better than anybody thought they would since Derrick Henry went down. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember week one, after week one, we got on here because they beat Buffalo. I want to mm-hmm. say they beat Buffalo. And we said, world. man, that defense, we didn't we didn't think yeah. that defense was going to be able to perform like that. That defense mm-hmm. went out there. We were like, man, we can't name people on this defense. They <laughs> done got rid of Dory Jackson. They done got rid of Logan Ryan. Like, who they got back there? Mm-hmm. Um, and that defense has been able to keep it up throughout this whole season. Ryan Tannehill has been able to step up in unusual fashions uh, throughout this season. Um, they've gone through three, four running backs. Mm-hmm. A.J. Brown is here one week, not the next week. Julio's here one week, not the next week. Um, so they've definitely been through their challenges. Um, how do you got this game playing out? The defense also played bad for a stretch as well. Um, after that big win, they, they had a couple weeks where that secondary was horrible. And we were like, yeah. well, they don't have nobody in the goddamn secondary as well, neither. So, uh, But they're definitely starting to jail. Uh, I don't think that Russ bites Tennessee here. I honestly think that time off helps this team. Um, they, I like teams that, that have kind of been through uh, uh, adversity. To me, it kind of builds teams up. And this is the team that lost their lead in Derrick Henry, the, the solar around their offense. And they had to kind of not re- reinvent the wheel, but find a way to keep that thing rolling. And they were very yeah. successful with it. Uh, so I, I just think whether Derrick Henry comes back, he can't fully be that full Derrick Henry beast mode that we know him to be. I still feel comfortable enough to say uh, Tennessee finds a way to neutralize uh, Jamal Chase and force the the uh, the the uh, what's their uh, Higgins and the rest of the guys to beat them. Boy, uh, but it's going to come down for one thing to me, and that's can Tennessee find a way to get pressure on Borrow? Doesn't have to be sex. Can yeah. they move him off the X? Can they make him move? Can they make him throw the ball faster than what he wants to throw it? If Tennessee can do that, I have all the faith in the world that Tennessee could beat Cincinnati. If Cincinnati wins, they have to get more from Joe uh, Mixon. They tried to run Joe Mixon this past weekend, and they just couldn't get a run game going. I don't know if it's yeah. out of sync, out of rhythm, from only having averaging 15 carries these last couple of weeks or what. But their run game is dead. And I really feel like in order for them to beat Tennessee, they're going to have to find a way to run the ball. Um, and for me, it's kind of the opposite. I think that Tennessee has to be able to run the football here. Um, not necessarily Derrick Henry, but as a team, they need to True. be able to right. control time of possession True. and keep the ball out of Cincinnati's hands uh, mm-hmm. as much as possible because as much as Tennessee's offense – has names on it. I don't trust them going out 14-0 and being able to crawl up out of that either. Um, so they have to they have to be able to run the football, move the chains, control that time of possession, and strike when they, when they do get in the red zone. They have to be able to come out of there with touchdowns um, rather than field goals. And I think that's going to be um, that's going to be the way they win this football game for the Bengals. Uh, I agree with you. You you still got you got to get pressure on Tannehill. Like you said, don't have to be sacks, but you got to force him off his mark. You got to force him to make uh, quicker throws than he wants to. You got to have him finding uh, the guys that's not AJ Brown or not Julio Jones. Um, and you know, hope that hope that that causes that you can get a turnover off of that uh, mm-hmm. at some point. 
Um, I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans here. I definitely agree with you. I don't think that there'll be any rust. I think that week off helped them uh, way more than it hurt them. And I don't think the Bengals are ready yet. Like, I think uh, last week was a good matchup, but for that game to end up being a touchdown game is telling. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they were going up against the Las Vegas Raiders, I think this Titans team just has more experience, um, and that's going to play a factor here mm-hmm. this week when you look at the youth of Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, even their coach Zach Taylor. Um, okay. So, yeah, I, I got Tennessee winning this one. Cool. So we see it coming in different ways, but same result. Same result. <laughs> um, the San Francisco 49ers against the Green Bay Packers. I'm taking Green Bay. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Green Bay. I've never been a big fan of Green Bay, but I, I'm not going to let that affect. I never let that affect who I pick uh, in these situations. Just like Tennessee, Green Bay is a team that's getting healthy at the right time. Batari, mm-hmm. Zadarius um, um, Smith. Um, they got Jai Alexander back recently. Uh, Whitney Merciless. Like, the list goes on and on for guys that's returning for them. Um, and they're in Green Bay. That's, that's not an easy place to play, especially for a team coming out of San Francisco. Um, and, uh, man, I heard players saying earlier, well, throughout the week, they got players saying, bro, it's cold, even <laughs> for Green Bay. Yeah. Like, for you to say it's cold, even for Green Bay, okay, don't even yeah. – <laughs> San Francisco, you got two battles going on here this week. You got the cold and you got Green Bay. And Aaron Rodgers got, man, he got he always seems to have something to prove. Now mm-hmm. we all know what it is that he feels like he has to prove. Um, Randall Cobb, that's the guy that's going to be back this week, who's a trusty guy for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Devontae Adams, we've seen what he's done all season. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Jones, this is going to be this is going to be a game where if San Francisco was to win this game, they're able to run the football successfully because that's mm-hmm. what they're going to have to do. Elijah mm-hmm. Mitchell, Debo Samuel, whoever y'all want to run the football with, y'all need to come up to the 150 to 200 range in rushing yards, and that's how you win this game. Mm-hmm. Green Bay is not going to come out. This Once again, they deal with this weather. Green Bay will come out and throw it 50 yep. times if they win into this game yep. <laughs> and and look like it's 80 degrees outside. Um I'm taking Green Bay. Um, That Green Bay defense is something that on a year-to-year basis, I'm saying that's the side of the ball that's going to have to prove it to me. Mm -hmm. I know Aaron Rodgers is going to do what he's going to do with whoever you put out there. What is that defense going to show? That defense is held up even being banged up. Um, And now, once again, they're getting healthy. They're getting healthy at the right time, just like Tennessee. I got Green Bay. Gotcha. Um, I agree with Every point you just made, except for one, I think I do think San Francisco collectively running the ball for over uh, for 150 yards. Uh, you know, Debo gonna get his touches. Jimmy may have opportunity mm-hmm. to run. We may even see Trey Lance coming for a run or two. Uh, you know, Elijah Mitchell's gonna run the run the breaks off of it. I really do think Green Bay defense can give up 150 yards rushing and still win this game. Um, I just don't see a way that they can make Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable. Um, San Francisco do believe in a lot of zone defense. If there's any receiver that has shown he will destroy his own defense, it's Devontae Adams. The only way to stop Devontae Adams is to have two people on him, point blank periods. And that's slow down, won't, won't even completely take him away. Um, I don't see San Francisco being able to force turnovers. 
Uh, they don't have that guy on the line that would just cause straight havoc to where uh, Evan Rogers is just running for his life and he's just uncomfortable and all that good stuff. Then the fact that they're getting healthy. And I don't think it's just going to be Aaron Jones. Dylan's going to get in there on action, too. They're going to kind of have a two-head monster going on. So um, all in all, Green Bay's get they have gotten healthier. They already was, you know, the best team this year in the NFC uh, for his record goes. They're at home. Um, I just don't think that this is the game that they lose. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe in that 49ers front a little more than you do. Uh, oh, no, they're good but, now. They're, they're good. I'm just saying they're not Rams good. That's what I'm saying. Well, nobody's Rams good. So Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we once again, we see this basically the same way. Um, and this is, this is probably the one game uh, this weekend where I feel like home field advantage is truly an advantage. Um, mm-hmm. The rest of the games, uh, man – yeah, I don't. I don't really feel like there's a true home field advantage outside of that one. Um, first game on Sunday, we're looking at the LA Rams going to Tampa Bay. Ah, uh, man, how do you see that one going? I, I have secretly become a Tom Brady fan. Uh, <laughs> I really wish Tom had Antonio Brown and Godwin and all these guys here. And, uh, Carlton Davis, they came have, have come back, but I wish they had the uh, the other corner who they lost like week three. What, Murphy Burton, yeah, Murphy Burton. I, I really wish they just was completely healthy. Uh, you know, they stayed away from injuries last year, but this has not been their year when it came to injuries. Uh, and I just think, unfortunately, the Rams is just a little bit too much for them. Um, I think Gronk is going to be targeted heavy, heavily this game. Evans, of course, it'd be fun uh, if it comes down to a situation where Ramsey have to be glued to him. But uh, overall, I just feel like if Stafford can stay away from the turnovers, Rams should win this game. Um, Stafford would probably have to turn the ball over twice in order for the Rams to, I mean, in order for Tampa Bay to even have a chance. Um, I know you're not supposed to go against Tom, but to me, the Rams have a lot of talent. Uh, I respect their coach. Um, I, I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking the Rams in this one. And you just you just said a line to me that I said to you when we made our Super Bowl picks at the beginning of this year. Last year, Tampa Bay was able to avoid uh, major injuries, especially down the stretch. This year, it hasn't been the same. Yeah. Uh, Tristan Wirfs is the big one for me. If you yeah. if you don't have Tristan Wirfs this you game going against what we just we just <laughs> said is the best defensive front in in the NFL, yeah. you you don't have a chance. No Ronald Jones, so it's going to be all in the front net. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, no Godwin, no AB. Um, I Jalen Ramsey, you know, he's gonna be matched up with Mike Evans, and then you know, you you probably send help on Gronk for most of the game. I mm-hmm. like you say, in order for Tampa Bay to win this game, they really got to force turnovers, two, mm-hmm. three turnovers. Um, I think Matthew Stafford, I think he's gotten into a comfort zone after last week. I don't think he'll go out there and be too reckless with the football. Um, and once again, they get the benefit of playing in warm weather mm-hmm. <laughs> at this time of year. So, yeah, I'm rolling with the Rams, too. I definitely thought you were going to take Tampa Bay still. <laughs> no, I'm rolling with the Rams, too. I'm against that damn line, missing your stall tag. <laughs> last, uh, last game of division of weekend, the Buffalo Bills against the Kansas City Chiefs. <sighs> I'm taking Buffalo. I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, which is weird because I love Kansas City. I love uh, I love their team in general. I still don't trust their defense um, necessarily. Um, 
man. Buffalo's defense is really good <laughs> from worrying or having to worry about your Davis White uh, and where he is on the field at all times to those guys that they got uh, in their front, uh, including Ed Oliver, who's able to, you know, to get pressure on these quarterbacks. Kansas City's offensive line is way better than what it was last year. It's still not the best, but it's way better than what it was last year. I think Buffalo's defense is still going to be able to to get a good amount of pressure on Patrick Mahomes, which most of the time it don't matter because mm-hmm. he's Patrick Mahomes. He's going he gonna to find a way. Um, but we're talking about a team here who I think Buffalo will be able to force more punts out of Kansas City than Kansas City will be able to force punts out of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buffalo's going to be riding high. Last week they were able to run the football well with Devin Singletary, which shocked the hell out of me. Uh, <laughs> like I say, you got you got to worry about Dawson Knox. You got to worry about Stephon Diggs, who's going to have a a good game this week. Like for one, because he didn't last week, and for two, uh, he doesn't have to worry about great corners like he faced last week. So mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs is going to be a factor in this football game. Could it be a shootout? Yeah, absolutely. But at the end of the day, I think Buffalo comes out with that one more stop than Kansas City does. And Buffalo keeps Kansas City from going to three straight Super Bowls. You done stole my thunder, Sid. <laughs> Ain't no way you took the Bills, bro. <laughs> Ain't no way possible you took the Bills. So I'm taking the Bills in this game. Uh, I trust the Bills defense, point blank, period. Um, yeah. I do not think Dawson Knox as a tight end is somebody do you truly have to worry about. I had a conversation with someone earlier, and uh, <laughs> they feel like Honey Badger like has to be assigned to this guy, and I just don't. I don't feel that way. I don't feel like he is that caliber tight end. Started off real hot, but got quiet. Um, I just think collectively that defense is slightly. Well, I almost say slightly because when uh, offense is scoring a whole bunch of points, the defense can look good. I just think that this defense is going to be one of those defenses that limits Travis Kelsey, forces Pat Mahomes to do that video game type stuff. They're going to force Pat Mahomes to throw it from every angle to be excellent, to be perfect, to be great. They're they're going to force Pat Mahomes to do that. I don't think you're going to see a game where Travis Kelsey is catching 12 and 13 balls for 150 yards and they're giving – Tyreek Hill chances to beat him downfield. I just don't see that um, from this Bills defense. Um, the Bills can play a little keep away with the legs of Josh Allen as well if they do go up and start to feel comfortable uh, against KC, and I think that's what we're going to see uh, is a lot of Josh Allen running against man defense. You spoke about Diggs. I have Diggs having a great game. I have Diggs with 10 catches or so, um, a buck 10, buck 20, touchdown or two. That's what I see from him. Um, but I really do think that this is going to be the Josh Allen show. It's going to be a situation where we look back and Josh Allen has a bunch of yards rushing and he accounts for three or four touchdowns. So the only thing I disagree with you on is I think that this is a Travis Kelsey game. I think this is I think I think they take away all the deep all the deep stuff. Anything deep. Tyreek Hill, McCall Hardman, uh, Pringle, all those guys, I, I think they're irrelevant this game, except for Tyreek Hill, because Tyreek Hill could still get his in the uh, intermediate. But uh, I think they take away the deep. I think they're willing to give up those seven to ten yards 
uh, to Travis Kelsey uh, here and there, just as long as they're not getting beat over the top. And when you got Tredavious White to be able to get over there and stick on Tyreek Hill, then that's a you off to a phenomenal start. Uh, mm-hmm. If that's your game plan, uh, man, we went we went the same for all four picks. So that's that's uh, interesting. I definitely uh, thought you was gonna roll with Tampa. No, I, I will say this, though. It's been a couple games where we looked up and the guys that's making plays for Kansas City are the lesser-known guys, mm-hmm. your Hardmans, your Pringles, guys of that nature, yeah. Robinson. I do think this is going to be a game where Pringle or somebody's going to have to step up, especially in the red zone. I, I find it hard to believe that the Bills are going to give Travis Kelsey any likable matchups in the red zone. I do think they're going to have to get beat by those type, by those secondary players on that offense. But like you said, we do come down I think to the, the same outcome. I think the only I think the only matchup that isn't likable for Travis Kelsey in this game is D. I mean is is white and they're not gonna mm-hmm. put white on him. So if if it's not white on him, then that's a favorable matchup in my opinion. I see him being double, like point blank period. I, I, I see at times him being double, especially in the red zone. But like I said, yeah. I'm forcing Pat Mahomes to hold on to the ball. Mm-hmm. Take away Kelsey, force him to hold on to the ball, and I'm living with the result. Dump, it, dump it down to these running backs, or like yep. you say, he's going to have to be uh, pinpoint with his passes, which he's yep. capable of. But yeah, he is. That's, yep. what you, that's what you want if you're the Buffalo defense. Yeah, yep. 100%. All right, man. So looking forward to this divisional round. Uh, next week we'll get on here. We'll be able to talk about um, coaches and GMs as well as the result from these games and do you want to yeah. say do you at least want to say what job you like best and we can say why next week or uh-huh. do you want to hold on to it you yeah can yeah we, we can do that more. yeah we okay. can do that so so uh to me the best job is the denver broncos job okay to me that is the best job uh right behind it is miami but denver to me is that best job what about you so i actually had denver First, and then I thought about it, and I said, "Well, technically, the Raiders don't have a coach neither." So I like yeah, the true. Raiders. I like the Raiders. Okay, that's more. interesting. Yeah, so definitely can't wait to talk about that next week. Uh, another great show. Thank you all for listening, and we'll be back with y'all next week. I said, like always, bro. Appreciate it. I'm in the league, you boys not in my league If you listen close, I'm coaching, take keys Cause the boy hella dope without pushing a Blanco Still stabbing bitches like 94 in the Bronco If it's about the money, I'm leaving them hoes pronto If I don't do nothing, I'm about Lonzo Every time I do it, do it the coldest